4: This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v
1: Lombardi Line, we say good morning or good afternoon. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the v studios here at the South Point. More importantly, the land of the money line is New Jersey
4: tonight. The Philadelphia Eagle oh fans,
1: they don't oh need boy. those points, Michael Lombardi. Good, they Good afternoon. They do not
4: need those points, Patrick. This is, this is, the flags are out today. <laughs> the wind is blowing. The car flags the are out? The autumn wind is not a pirate. It's an eagle today. The autumn wind is not a pirate. It's an eagle today. They're out in full force. Here they come. You know, Jalen Hurts gets to compete with Tom Brady. They're on the same level. I mean, Feels the same. they're on the same yeah. level. I mean, come on. You know, they're on the same level. I find this fascinating, and I love your commentary on this. Welcome. It's good to have you Thank back, you, Patrick. Buddy. Nice Thank to you. be back to start our week. Uh, the Eagles hosted the Chiefs two weeks ago. The line was seven, pretty well painted across the board. Mm-hmm. In come the Bucks, a week later, two weeks later. And it's six and a half and moved to seven. Now, am I right to assume, and you know what happens when you assume, mm-hmm. okay, that the Bucks, if the Bucs and the Chiefs are exactly the same power ranking? Thoughts?
1: That's exactly what they're telling you. That's exactly what the book and the market's telling you. It's six and a half. Well, you, as you just mentioned, open six and a half, but quickly got bet up to seven. You could see it right there, Michael. 70% of the bets are coming in on the Bucks, yet there are still a couple mm-hmm. shops popping up six and a half, but your assumption is 100% right. The Chiefs and Bucks
4: are valued the same. I don't see that. I know you don't. I, I don't see that. I mean, the Chiefs turned the seven fumbles. They've lost four of them. They've only, they, they don't turn the ball over by their defense. They can't stop the run. You know, they struggle to play pass defense quarterback. I mean, literally, there is a yard and a half difference between Mahomes' average per attempt and what their defense allows per attempt. Think you about that. Yeah. Ponder it, that for a while. I mean, they they never, typically, great teams never give up more passing yards than they get, and this great passing team of the Chiefs, they do that, and that's got to worry some. It's got to be a little bit worrisome, and, you know, Will Hill asked a great question. Would you play the Chiefs not to make it? I wouldn't. You know, I did Mike, Mike Palm and Amal show the, the other day on Tuesday, and, you know, Mike Palm Studily brought up that, you know, you said the Chiefs weren't going to lose more than five games. He he obviously remembered me saying that, and I agree. Like, I I I didn't think they would lose more than five, but I didn't think they would turn the ball over. Well, let's stick with you. Mahomes averages 7-6 per attempt. Their defense
1: allows 9-3. It's, it's really incredible that if you look into the chiefs numbers, I agree. And let's build on what you're talking about. As far as the Bucks and chiefs being valued the same, remember the market's built perceptively and the Eagles prior to hosting the chiefs got blown out 41, 21 at Dallas, the Eagles are coming off a win. The Eagles are coming off a win here and it's still the same number. It was
4: a win. They should have had. It was a win that, that Matt rules probably going to curse himself forever and got a punt block late in the game. And. Turn the ball over. I mean, they didn't play good. I, I, I know, I'm in Philly. They played great. They're tremendous. They're going mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. Print the tickets right now. Parade on February the 25th on Broad Street. But look, the reality here is they didn't play good. And they, and, and, and I don't understand how this number... I, I, what I'm saying is, shouldn't this number be seven and a half, eight? So What you're shouldn't, saying if, if is... If the Bucs were playing the Eagles, if the Bucks were playing the Chiefs, I, the Chiefs would be favored. Furthermore, furthermore, <laughs> furthermore, what you're saying
1: is if you can get a six and a half on the Bucks right now, you
4: jump all over that. Well, yeah, I am saying that. I'm a little bit worried about the Bucks uh handling the the front of the Eagles. I think that's Hargrave is playing sensational and Fletcher Cox, but I do think that Todd Bowles will have a plan, a short week plan for uh, for the great Jalen Hurts, who's, you know, they're actually fitting him for his, uh, his gold jacket right now as we speak. But anyway, uh, you know, I think he'll have a plan for the Sooner offense. And, and I think he'll be able to stop these quarterback runs. Remember, the quarterback is still the leading rusher on the Eagles. I mean, in terms of attempts and everything. So, you know, they kind of know what they are getting into. And, this, and last week, Phil Snow and his defensive staff, they did a good job on Philadelphia. They really c- controlled him.
1: Will they have the Jalen Hurt statue ready to go by game time next to Nick Foles tonight out front or no? Uh, probably. I would think so. Yeah, I would okay. think they
4: would. To you know, your... they're going to get that speeded up. <laughs>
1: to your point, which is fascinating about these uh, also
4: have They also have a huge penalty flag in front of the stadium too because they average 10 penalties a game. Yikes. This Philadelphia Eagle team. Yeah. And the strength, wants to know and it that. plays
1: into the strengths of the Tampa. Tampa is 32nd against the pass, but they're one with a bullet against the run. They're only allowing 45.8 on the ground. So oh, you can't run the ball on Tampa. Yeah. No, I mean, you can't run New run
4: England couldn't run the ball on Tampa. You cannot run the ball on them. I mean, now this is a different kind of run game we're going to see here. I mean, you're not going to run the traditional run game, you know, zone, outside, inside zone. This is going to be RPO run game. And so they may be able to, and with Hertz's ability to run from the pocket, but I think what you saw, the Chiefs actually did a good job doing uh, of it, and I think the Panthers did a good job, is controlling him in the pocket, making him. If you rush five against them and you really build the umbrella and force him not to leave the pocket, there will be no run game. And without Lane Johnson at right tackle today against Jason Pierre-Paul, uh, I think that could be a real issue. You know what's wild
1: about these two defenses? I just told you, Michael, Tampa bay they're, they're dead last against the pass and they're best against the run. How about Philly? They're third against the pass, so it's the inverse, and they're 30th against the run. Philly's given up 142 on the ground.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I think Philly is, because they play a, see, I think this is a little bit misleading, and I think this is what we as fans have to understand. The Chargers, for example, are really bad against the run. They play a seven-man front. Hmm. They play a lot of cover, 2 They're willing to give you the run. They're not willing to give you the big plays over the head. The same thing that Philly does. Philly will give you the run, and they feel like if you, if they can hold you, and they have, 9.6 yards per attempt in the passing game. Now, they've given up 10 touchdowns passing, and the two really good offense have scored over 40 points on them. The Chiefs scored 40, 42. The Cowboys scored 41. But the other teams that are not explosive offensively have struggled to score points against them. That's why the Bucks, to me, if they're in line with that, I mean, the Bucks were a 10-point favorite against the Cowboys.
1: The uh, one more on the stats. So these are two teams that rank top 10 as far as yards per play. Would you like to go? Of course, three Tampa Bay, Philly sitting 10. And as far as scoring, Tampa Bay sitting third at 33.4, just right behind Dallas at 34 per. And you know, it's not—it's right around middle, uh, 23 points per. Because the reason I bring that up is you see a big time total. Open 53, Michael. It's it's dropped just a bit down to 52.5. How's the weather there?
4: Beautiful. It's one of the. It's a, as I would call it a chamber of commerce day back in the uh, on the Jersey Shore here. It's just absolutely beautiful. 72 degrees. Beautiful. You guys have had the, a good run. Is... You've had a good run oh, of weather. I mean, this we have not lost summer yet. We have not lost summer yet. I mean, we're in October. We're halfway through October, and we still are hanging on to summer, so it's really kind of good. But what I find fascinating about the, the, the Bucks is they average almost, not almost, they average 12.91 yards per point. This, these are, the, the per po- yards per point is a key number. And Philly takes 16.2 yards per point. There's a huge disparity mm. there. And then defensively, Philly allows 13.5 yards per point. And the Bucks' defense at 14.76. Those are numbers we can't ignore. Break
1: that down for the layman as to who that, obviously the advantage is Tampa, but why?
4: Because they can make more big plays. Gotcha. They can make more explosive plays. They can do it with their passing game. Yards per point is always a reflection of your passing game. How you operate. You know, how you're able to make explosive plays in the passing game. And I think that's why. And I think that the Eagles really can make a play or two, but consistently when Hurts has to throw the ball, especially if he's getting pressure, which I think he will get in this game. I mean, that's the key. What I think people have to understand is Tampa's a zone team. They're going to play cover three, cover one. They're going to play zone. They're going to play off. They don't want their corners to get engaged. So all eyes are going to be on the quarterback.
1: Is it simplifying it to say for the Eagles, the whole key is Cox and Hargrave and Sweat That's and Barnett. It, if, if they're getting pressure yeah. in-game, if you're in-game betting, it might be a time to fire if they're getting pressure.
4: If they're, if they're making Brady move off the spot, because remember, Mahomes didn't have to move off. Mahomes can move off the spot. Prescott could That's move right. off the spot. The other thing I think is really important to see is where the safeties align. If he plays cover two against Brady, then he's going to play $2 blackjack and he's going to eventually lose. Because Brady will play $2 blackjack and beat you. He's got no problem doing it. He'll keep taking it, taking the profits, and taking the profits. And that's what Dak Dak did down in Dallas. He played $2 blackjack and took the profits. And then he slipped a big run in.
1: Eagles, no Goddard, no Johnson. Michael JPP expected to play for the Bucs. It looks like Ryan Jensen, the center, is going to play as well. So those are two big pluses. That is absolutely huge.
4: I think they lost Levante David, too. He's not going to play, which hurts them. They got Devin White there on defense. But, look, they'll be in a lot of nickel fronts. I mean, they'll be in a lot of nickel fronts because there's no sense in playing a base front against the Eagles. They don't run any base runs.
1: So my big takeaway from the first 10 minutes of today's show is that you put Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts on even ground.
4: No, no doubt. Me I, I don't too. know why I wouldn't. I think most would. I think most everybody in this area will. I think so. The plate, hold on. If now. you go to the local Wawa here, you're welcome to go to the local Wawa here. They'll, they'll tell you for sure. Hey, Wawa's, Wawa's are awesome, by the way. Walk, uh, we have two of them here on the I, island. I bet you, right do. In. you can't get booze, though. Yeah. No, of course you can't. But you could get Wawa. You can get a sandwich deluxe, you know? <laughs> so, wait. So, what, what, what
1: you're telling us is there's a, but like, fly, eagles, fly. The flags are out on the car, and they're just flapping oh in the wind God, right
4: everywhere. now. Oh, my God, everywhere. Oh, my God. You're going to hear horns, but it's, it's, it's you don't understand it. This is a Penn State, Philadelphia, eagle town. This is it. I mean, you know, this is it. Why take the seven
1: huge. when you can get the plus 250 on the Let's fly, take eagles, the money fly. Line.
4: Just take the money line. Okay. Take the money line. There
1: it is. When we come back, I, I know. You and Dave and you called in on Tuesday and did a great job with the Gruden stuff. But you wrote, thank you. thank you. And I don't know if it was you in particular or somebody else, but the the Daily Coach today was exemplary. Can we touch you, on Parker. that when I we come that. back? Yes,
4: I did. Yeah. Can I can that. I touch yeah, on that? Because there's some good some good nuggets from Gridiron
1: Genius as well. Uh, Daily Coach Gruden, it's drama. Michael Lombardi's all over it. Plus, we'll find out. What the hell's on the playlist on a Thursday? That's coming oh, we up. We got next. it going today, Patrick. I we know got it do. going. I know you do. And then Vinny's going to stop by as well. We continue here oh, on the Lombardi that. Line on a Thursday. It's Bsin, the Sports Betting Network. And then they're never at any of and those. Never, yeah,
2: exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to like you know Lil Durk, and you're like, "See, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you? T- why are you He's telling the me about- the whole time?" <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: CNN Underscore's guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VCN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
1: Okay, football season is here. Download the BetMGM Sports app right now, or go to betmgm.com. It is the king of sports books, man. They got a great app. Also, if you're in town, stop by any MGM casino, bring your state issued ID, and you're ready to go within minutes. Must be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Hope you're having a good Thursday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point, Michael Lombardi. So the, uh, first off the playlist, I mean, it was a lot, what's yeah. going on there. You guys are jamming. Well, we there.
4: started out a little bit, John Cougar with John Mellencamp, small town. Then we went into, uh, th- then we kind of hit into Gino, the manager by Hall and Oates. And then where did we <laughs> go from there? And then we went into, uh, then we went into Carol King so far away. And then, will you love me tomorrow? And our concert in February if, uh, Tenth, it's on YouTube. It's incredible. It's uh, on YouTube. It's uh, February tenth, nineteen seventy-one. Remarkable. Will you still love me tomorrow? Was written by a man. It was written by her husband, Jerry Goffin. I mean, it's just like the lyrics don't even. I mean, it's just really incredible writing. But anyway, I digress. We got it going. We're we're, we're pumped up a little bit. Playlist. You only good.
1: you only learn this on the Lombardi line. Oh, by the way, I, you got
4: to have a playlist to get yourself going for the show, Patrick. Of you, you do. Know, you don't want to be, you don't want to be <laughs> <laughs> okay. but you may be an expert. You know in what cri- that means, don't no, I, that's, that's why I
1: glossed over, over uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I gl- I it. Yeah, I glossed over it because that one got, that was like uh, Greek. Um, or, or
4: mushad The Mushad is if you're miserable. You know, This these are all Italian things. I'm like, you know, you learned growing up, right? We could, a, we could have a whole segment on that, you know?
1: Crisis management. You may be better at this than the Washington football team because you saw what they did. Quick, cover this up. Three days out. From the home game against the Chiefs, the Washington football team have announced they're going to retire number 21, Sean Taylor. They're going to retire his jersey. This, I mean, this feels like it, absolute cover-up, no?
4: Uh, I mean, it's trying to deflect some of the, the areas that the punter has created for this franchise. I mean, he is the gift that keeps on taking. I mean, it's really kind of disappointing. And the fact that, that, that John Gruden remained friends with him over the years is remarkable. They both get fired in Tampa. You know, and then he fires his brother, and yet John, you know, the punter was actually at the opening day game when the Raiders hosted the the Ravens. I don't know if he was the guest of Mark Davis. <laughs> I don't know punter. if he was the guest of John Gruden. I don't know, but you know, he was there. And if you remain friends with him through these years, to me, it's 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 not it isn't good. And Washington, look, Patrick, I, I, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. We had Doc Walker on the show, but that the stadium last week was empty. There was 40,000 people at, at FedEx Field. There was nobody, there's no Washington football fans. They, they've lost the city. It's, it should be a documentary on how to lose a fan base. The suites are empty. It, it's really sad. It's sad, because it, it, I grew up a fan, and I loved the team, and I loved the song, and I loved the band, and I loved everything about it. You know, and to watch them, there's no passion about their team anymore. It's a shame. Well, I mean, the Chiefs are going to walk into a quiet stadium. They don't have to worry about a snap count.
1: It comes down to Daniel Snyder. So yesterday, uh, eventually, Mark Davis capitulates. When is Snyder's time?
4: When is his time up? As far as these emails, you know, I, I have no idea how long they're going to go. I mean, the only reason these emails have come out is because the the, the punter, the former president of the team, and and Snyder are engaged in a lawsuit over his salary because Snyder claims that the punter was leaking information to the media. The punter has testified under oath that he didn't. These emails prove that there was contact between an agent, a, a reporter and him. Now, you can't I don't know if there's evidence that supports that he was leaking. I don't know that. You have to only in the court of law can we determine that. I have not been privy to see the email, so I can't make a judgment. But I do know that it on the surface it appears that he could be. He could have perjured himself just based on the fact that he did have contact with outside sources.
1: And for those playing at home, the punter is Bruce Allen. Maybe Daniel Snyder could have, it, not he, me. He, he could have just given him a six pack of Coors Light on the way out. He'd be happy, no?
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> he he, he From stories, what I understand, he, the stories I can't tell. Yeah, I know. The That's what I know. I, I know. Tell. I
1: know. You can't. I would imagine the stories of Bruce Allen and John Gruden together. You really can't tell.
4: Those two are That's a dangerous true, duo. Truth out that. Okay. But I told a story about it in Gridiron Genius, and I and wrote let's it get in 2017. This.
1: Well, So this is today. This was awesome. This was at the Daily Coach. You should follow along every single day. Weekends, they go in-depth. But Daily Coach today talked about the down, downfall of John Gruden. And Michael Lombardi, some foresight here. In 2018, Gridiron Genius dropped. And he talked about the four areas needed to be a successful coach. That's management of attention, meaning, self and trust. Now, let me just paraphrase here. So Michael wrote this in gridiron genius Gruden. John has an incredible, has incredible communication skills, but he walks a tightrope in areas of command of self and trust in large part. You go on to say it's because he always feels like without fail, the last team he coached was more talented than his current one. He constantly complains. He doesn't have the talent he needs. So can you, elaborate on what you were talking about there. This is a man with incredible communication skills, but he walks the tightrope in his areas of command of self and trust.
4: Yeah. He's never going to really criticize himself. It's never about him. He never takes responsibility. It's always someone else. And then that trust between himself and the team is never there because he's never, he's never honest with any of the players. And that was his downfall to me in Philly. That was his downfall in, in, in Oakland. And that was his downfall in Tampa. I mean we're dealing we're talking about a, a 44% winning percentage coach since he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team in 01. I mean let's be real honest here. We're talking now. He got Brad Johnson to play at a higher level, but I'm talking about a leader. I'm I don't have a grudge. I'm talking about evaluating a leader and he's deficient in 2 of the 4. And when you're deficient in 2 of the 4, you have no chance to be successful as an NFL head coach. Zero chance. Zero. You might win a year, you might lose, but you're never going to sustain excellence. I proved this in 1996 when I wrote that report. You must be very good in the four areas of leadership. And management of self is really critical because you've got to be honest with yourself about your deficiencies. I have been very critical of Dan Quinn and his inability to play nothing but Pete Carroll's defense. Okay, This is an example I'd like to give. Dan Quinn got fired in Atlanta, and instead of sulking and instead of complaining, he went back and said, you know what? I need to change my defensive philosophy. He watched Raheem Marsh take over his defense and play better. And Dan Quinn did what most competitors did. He changed. And my hat's off to him. They're a much better defense this year in Dallas because of his versatility within the scheme, which I didn't think he could do. Hats off. Gruden had 11 years off to change his habits, to really digest himself, to understand that all this complaining about what he doesn't have feeds back to the players. The players know it. They don't trust him. That lack of self, the lack of command, the lack of looking somebody in the eye and saying the truth instead of trying to tell them what they want to hear, these are all the things that created the problem for him. Now, people say the emails. Well, the emails are just reflective of how he behaves, of management of self and management of trust. It's pretty obvious. And as, as his ego grew and the persona of Chucky became bigger and bigger, this became harder and harder to rectify with
1: Better check that phone. Bill Berman and Mike Palmer are texting you. Clearly oh Gruden didn't learn from his past, Michael goes on to say. His lack of self-awareness fueled by his ego made him feel invincible with his words and his actions. He was able to secure a 10 years, $100 million deal, but he never evolved. That's essentially what you're saying. What are the lessons to learn from this?
4: Well, that I think when you, with Dan, that's why I cite Dan Quinn, because Dan Quinn went and got fired and rebuilt his career and changed what he's doing and became a better coach for it, and Dallas is the beneficiary of it. Hats off to Dan Quinn. John went down there, he opened up this coaching thing, and, and he never changed an instance. He's the same coach he was when he left the last time. He never did a self-analysis of why he failed, because it wasn't, he never saw it as his fault. He never saw the demise of the Bucks as his fault. You know, He never saw that the, that was bad draft picks. He never saw it was inability. Here's the fundamental question that no one even all the ardent supporters of Gruden could ever say and mark davis is a fan he's not he's not a football he's a fan he fell in love with gruden the persona when he gave him 100 million dollars he really didn't understand what he's doing the night he hired him i told a very dear friend of mine this will be a disaster this will be a mistake this will be a mistake because he doesn't have two of the areas you can't pay somebody 100 million dollars that doesn't have that you got to make sure you know what you're getting and here's the thing he didn't change a bit he didn't change a bit. He's the same. He's subversive from within. That's what he always has been. He has, he has his own personnel guy. He runs the entire organization in Las Vegas. And he had his personnel guy, Dave Rosano, building a draft board on the coaches floor while Mayock's building a draft board on the scouting floor. That's divisive from within. Con- how, do you, how are you going to bridge everybody together doing that?
1: And congratulations to Mike Mayock. He was named the GM of the Raiders yesterday.
4: That's exactly right. Now we'll see what he can do. The team's still not any better. The talent of the team is, that des- I said this from the day he got hired, he's not a general manager. You cannot give John Gruden control over player personnel. So, And yet Mark Davis did.
1: No, and that's all very well put. If you want to see the full article, it's at the Daily Coach. Uh, it's really well done. And some foresight from 2018 from Michael Lombardi. What we have to find out as a betting market is obviously the team was impacted against the bears. They were listless. What are we going to get from this team with Basakia If I'm saying his name correctly, you can help me understand what Bisacci. are we going to get?
4: Bisacci. Bisacci. I, I, I think it's got to, I mean, if we're paying them a hundred million, there should be a reflection of the number. And we'll find out Vegas
1: at Denver, Denver lane three and a half. We'll have Michael's take on that coming up next as well. As Vinny Maliulo joins us in studio here on the Lombardi line.
4: to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi now once again here's Patrick Maher
1: okay JVT's got you covered get ready for all the action this NBA season v basketball betting experts got you covered got the v NBA guide which is out now strategies and best bets in-depth analysis from the experts team and player predictions daily betting tips only 9.99 oh just like the hockey betting guy just 9.99 I mean, it's unbelievable. Visin.com slash subscribe for more information. JBT, Jonathan Von Tobel does a great job putting this one together with others. So make sure you check it out at Visin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi hanging out in jersey. I'm Patrick Maher live from the Visin studios here at the South Point. We're joined in studio by bookmaker and legend Vinny Meliulo. And I was asking him, Michael, if we could compare. Of course, you've got a decisive game five in Major League Baseball tonight in San Francisco. I believe the Giants right now short home favorites and we'll get to the number, but I was curious with the handle. So we open week six, Benny Me- First off, welcome. We open week six with a big game, Tampa Bay Philly tonight, Thursday mm-hmm. night football, but you have a decisive game five in major league baseball playoffs. What would be the difference in the handle?
3: Well, good to be with you guys. And it's, it's a, it's a good question. I'll also be asked quite a bit today. I, the NFL is still going to be King tonight, even though it's, it's Giants, Dodgers. And of course this is a, a Dodger town. Uh, you mentioned that we did open the game. Pick them. Pick them. Here is minus one hundred five to both sides, and it's gone back and forth. So there's actually two way action on the uh, on the game right now. The Giants showing as a dollar eight, and the uh, Dodgers minus one hundred two. So the penny line with the dime straddle. Uh, good good spread. Good uh, good action on the game, but it's still going to be about the NFL tonight. And here's, and here's one of the biggest reasons. Because tonight's game is going to jumpstart the teasers especially for the week. Yeah, of course. And if you look at it, uh, obviously uh, both sides, uh, you know, uh, folks will tease the uh, the Buccaneers down. And uh, pros that get involved with this game will tease the Eagles up. Yep. Uh, so it's not just a one-way teaser action. So this game tonight, uh, you know, while it may not – not, and not all the handle will show tonight. Because as carryover goes – it gets posted when it's decided so um this uh, uh the NFL game tonight uh will still uh, uh outright uh the uh, the baseball considerably game i don't i don't know i don't it's it's hard to say right now uh it's you know i would say it's at least 3 to 1 now okay. and you know will it, what we'll see what it is uh, after tonight but uh, the other part is, you know, a couple of good college football, and the way this it's spread out too. So two college football games at four thirty Pacific. Obviously, you've got the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Eagles game at uh, five twenty Pacific. Then the Dodgers and uh, the Giants at uh, six. Of and great, you know, you got nine uh, hockey games tonight. Oh, and the last one on the on the uh, docket is uh, the Vegas Golden Knights at the Kings at seven thirty-five. So a great menu and spread nicely in terms of uh, of the times.
4: Benny, can I ask a question sure. off the top of your head, without you know, plus or minus a point, a half a point here? But if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were to play the were to play the Kansas City Chiefs on a neutral site, what would the line be?
3: Uh, I'll give you the uh, my updated uh, power ratings now, and, and obviously, uh, Michael, mm-hmm. the uh, you know, it's safe to say that the uh, the Chiefs have taken a hit. Um, but it's it's really not that much of a of a difference on a neutral field. Probably the uh, maybe one either side. So one. the Buccaneers cons- maybe essentially one. considered the same. Uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really not that much because and and the, the biggest reason for that is two great quarterbacks, right? So you you know who do you give yeah. an edge to there? Uh, maybe Brady right now with the way he's playing. But both of these defenses really leave a lot to be desired. So in terms of a pure power rating, like right now, I've got the Buccaneers. Uh, at, at about a point higher than uh, than the Chiefs. But, you know, I mean, if you hang it, pick them, and let the public decide, it'd be a good uh, two-way betting game.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm at, uh, let's see, on my power rankings, I have this as uh, 187 KC. I probably would have it just a slightly above that, a point and a half. But my my question is is, I'm wondering, two weeks ago, Kansas City was in Philly. They were a seven-point favorite. Tampa comes to Philly on a Thursday night, and that might have something to do with it. A short week, Brady's thumb, yada, 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 all that. But they're still a seven. I would have thought this would have ticked over the seven, seven and a half. Uh, but obviously, it's opened at six and a half. It ticked up to seven, and it's not going anywhere.
3: Yeah, we actually opened it on Monday morning, Michael, at seven. They took seven, and they late. Uh, we went to six and a half yesterday, uh, a couple of days ago, and then went back to seven. So I think what you're seeing is uh, folks are taking. It's it's pretty clear so far. They're taking the seven with the Eagles at home, and uh, they're uh, they're laying six and a half when it goes there. So that that's been the trail so far. I mean, obviously, what we're rooting for right now is. You know, there's two-way action, which is fine. Uh, I just don't want the game to fall bucks uh, seven tonight.
1: Your best guess at a close is it seven?
3: Uh, It's hard to say. I think uh, you know six and a half or seven. I mean, we've already seen it, so it it, it's hard to forecast it, Pat, because you know, all of a sudden somebody comes up at post time, and you know, could could they? If it's at seven, do they take it? Uh, And you know, and maybe wishing that it would have gone to. uh, uh, to uh, to seven and a half, and it and it didn't. So, uh, or so does somebody buy up to seven and a half? It's hard to say. Uh, but we've got the the intel already that we're seeing at six and a half and seven so far. So I think I think it'll be pretty consistent for the uh, majority of the day. And the teasers are going to dictate a lot of that as well. Where, uh, where both sides are getting played.
1: The thumb, Michael. You just you mentioned that. Oh, go, go ahead, please.
4: Well, no, I was going to ask the question about about Miami-Jacksonville, the, the early game at 9.30 on, over in London. Uh, Tua has announced the starter uh, mm-hmm. over Brissett. The line didn't move
3: at all, Vinny? Actually, it uh, went to three, Michael. So we did open uh, the Dolphins as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, and they took it. And I think that's just a take of the number. Uh, to, <laughs> He's you know, laughing court, because but, he just hurt the just went the other way with the number. Well, I mean, it's a three, but again, three being the number that it is. I mean, it's purely a. a t- it's not. It's it's that's a play on the number. And and don't forget that that's professional money coming in uh, on a Monday, not uh, not the casual fans uh, that that are betting this game right. just yet. So. Um, it, again, professionals don't bet teams. They bet, they bet numbers. They bet prices. And that was a, a pure take at three and a half here.
4: Do you have an early lean there, Michael? Dolphins laying three, Jags? You know, I, I actually, in this game, I, I, my power rankings, I have Jackson slightly, Jacksonville slightly ahead of Miami. Wow. You know, I mean, <laughs> wow. uh, that's how bad Miami's been. I mean, Miami has been bad. I mean, defensively, they can't cover. You know they're trying to play man to man. They try to put Xavier Howard on, on, on Brown. They try to put him on God. I mean, they, they torched him. Don't let alone don't go after Byron Jones or Needham, the third corner. And then this offensive line for 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 Miami has been horrendous. I mean, you know no quarterback can withstand it. And so there's really nothing good about Miami's team right now. It's like they're a long way from that 10 win team they were last year.
3: I think the uh, the the issue with the with this game too is that the, you know the thing with the Jags is even though they they took the three and a half with the Jags, I mean you, you've got a situation here, yeah, where to Michael's points about the Dolphins, but the Jags, you know, they 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 play hard, um, but the the Urban Meyer situation, I think you know we've I know you guys were talking about the John Gruden situation uh, with the Raiders. But I think, uh, you know, the Jag situation with Urban Meyer could be a bit of a, has been a bit of a distraction as well. So hopefully that's behind them here. But again, going back to that taking three and a half, it was purely a take of the number.
4: Okay. Yeah. I, I think this though, Vinny, the one thing about Jacksonville, they can run the ball. Robinson, yeah. they ran the ball, opened yeah. the game up. Mm-hmm. They can run the football. And I think Lawrence has improved. Now the big problem is Jacksonville's defense is terrible. They give up nine yards per pass yeah. attempt. They can't cover anyone. Uh, They don't rush. Kaysan actually rushed really good. Chaseon rushed good last week. Uh, And so can Josh Allen at times. And against Miami, those two guys might actually put some pressure on Tua. So, you know, this is a winnable game for Jacksonville. Make no mistake about it. This is a winnable game for Jacksonville. I agree with you. And and I think, and the the betting, and and the public has, and and this is 51% tickets on Miami, 50% money. I mean, this is split right down the middle. But this is a winnable game for Jacksonville, the home team, over in their home base of London.
3: Yeah, and and let's remember this, Jacksonville. I think they've played the most games over there. They're, they're they they play there every year, so there's a little bit more familiarity with the players uh, on, uh, of the Jags because they go to they go to London every year. So their routine, if you will, uh, while it's certainly not the same as it is here in the states, they do go to London every year. You a big London guy, Vinny? Uh, I don't mind the game. I mean, it's, no. do you like you know, London, the city itself? Have you been? No, I've not. Okay. You know, but, but I will go and I'll take your word. Have you? Course, yes. It's well, a gorgeous. Michael loves I'll London. Too. Don't it's you? A great.
4: You know, I mean, they, you would, you know, I mean, I don't like warm beer, you know, on a soft yeah, summer. No, I mean, that's no, a Springsteen line. <laughs> Drinking warm beer on a soft summer night. I mean, you know, that was in Jungle Land. But anyway, uh, I digress. But, uh, I mean, the, the it, I loved it. I thought it was great. I did, thought it was awesome. 50... I, and I like Sherlock Holmes, so we can go to Baker Street, Vinny. We'll show you Baker Street. Perfect.
3: Let's did, go. Did you open 53 on the total tonight? Uh, tonight's total, 52, up to two, uh, 52 and a half. Oh, so you opened 52. 52. Mm-hmm. Yep. Up to 52 and a half. No, and no surprise here, right? I think with the... Uh, Particularly with the Bucks, and uh, again, folks love if for their two teamers. You know they'll take uh, either side with uh, to the over.
1: When we return, and by the way, you have a, the Giants is a short
3: home favorite tonight in Game Five with Webb, right? Ah, uh, Giants are up to a dollar eight, but it's gone back and forth, uh, you know, uh, with uh, with two way action in this uh, in this game tonight.
1: Can we discuss how the books are handling the Raiders moving forward? Sure. Conversation behind the book yeah. when Gruden was fired and what to do. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. we'll come back talk about that with Vinny Maliulo from behind the book here at the South Point as we continue along. Again, the Daily Coach is where I encourage you all to check out because that article today was Thank tremendous. M Lombardi NFL on Twitter as well. We continue with Vinny next here at Lombardi line.
0: Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a like very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of <laughs> me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called ZikaZoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
4: You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All
1: right, you can sign up today. Bet MGM for tonight. Tampa Bay, Philly. Either team scores the touchdown, you're going to win 200. It's not 100, it's 200. Bet $10 to win 200 bucks. Free bets for new bettors, Tampa Bay or Philly score a touchdown. You have to use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. We welcome you back here on the Lombardi line. Michael, what Vinny was, and Vinny Maliulo, of course, from behind the book here at the South Point, joins Michael Lombardi and myself. What he was telling me, he was impressed by Detroit this year because why? Wait for it. They play hard. He's impressed with how hard the Detroit Lions have
4: performed. You know, I got to say, Vinny, I was going through my numbers this morning and just trying to get a sense of it. And, you know, they have been in four games. I mean, they have played, uh, you know, hard is the right word. I mean, they're fascinating in the sense that they're one of the best defensive teams on third down in the National Football League. They only allow 30.6% conversion on third down. Well, that's because most teams convert on second down against them. But I think when you look over the last... When you look over the last four games, right, let's just break them down. The Green Bay game, 17 17 at the half. It's a close game. They got a fourth and four. They throw the hitch out there uh, on the wrong side. Goff makes a bad throw. I think it was to Marvin Jones, but incomplete. Um, uh, I forget who it was to. Maybe it wasn't Marvin Jones. Anyway, so they don't, they don't the next thing you know, that game gets cut. That was a close game. Next week against Baltimore, we know they should have won that game. I mean, they had a chance to win it. They don't get the call, Mm -hmm. right? Chicago, how many times can you turn the ball over in the red zone? Just Mm -hmm. stupid, shoot-yourself-in-the-foot mistakes. You lose 24-14. And then last week against Minnesota, you know, Kirk Cousins hasn't played well the last two weeks. I mean, His offense, he's not been lights out. They haven't been able to throw the ball effectively. They hold Minnesota to 19 points and have a chance to win that game. In the lead with 36 seconds to go, kick the ball in play, and still lose. I mean, they have been, uh, in all fairness to them, the last four weeks, they have been there. Now, the San Francisco game, they made a comeback. I get that. But they were never in that game. No. No, They were never in that game.
3: Yeah. I think the key is... Well, all teams should play. I mean, they're getting paid. You for would think it, you four, know. four, or five. I weeks think the in, biggest difference. So. The biggest difference, though, is they're in they're in shape this year. They lost games last year. How many games were they uh, close or ahead even at halftime or going into the fourth quarter last year? Where they lost? because they were out of shape. I mean, so there's a I think they're they're better this year, even though their record doesn't show it. But uh, to Michael's point, they're covering, and uh, you know, if you're if you're betting them. Uh, you know you're 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 right in there. So and, and this game here this week where they're three and a half uh, point dogs, what happened with this game uh, is we opened at three and a half. They took it's the same thing as uh, uh, the you know the uh, the Dolphins and uh, Jags taking three and a half and laying three. So we're back to three and a half here. So three and a half down to three up to, back up to three and a half. Uh, but I suspect that. Uh, there's going to be uh, some uh, some lines money showing up, uh, particularly plus three and a half as we get through the week.
4: And it's our, Vinny, the, my board, and you might be it might be different, uh, but I got 52-48 money. Uh, I mean, right down the middle in terms of the the cash on both sides. I mean, you've got really good two-way play here. Yeah, there's two-way.
3: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So far,
4: mm-hmm. and, and I and I think you know to me the concern is Trey Flowers is not going to play with the knee. He was one of their better defensive linemen, but. I mean, playing at home, I I think Detroit's a tough place to play. I've always said that, Ford Field, is when the fans are into it. And I think the one thing that this team has done is they haven't had a, you know, they haven't looked bad in terms of their effort, which will make fans want to go see them play. Because there are Lions fans that truly are diehards. And maybe it'll be a loud stadium. Because I know this, Cincinnati will have a hard time protecting against every team they play. Cincinnati Mm -hmm. struggles to protect their quarterback. You know, he gets pressured on almost 30% of all of his passes. You know, he's on his back quite a bit. If he can maintain health for 17 games, God bless him. And I hope he does because I think he's a great player. But they can't protect in the offensive line. As great as Chase is playing, they could have used an offensive lineman. And they lost their starting guard. You know who've been playing there. The kid they drafted in the second round—they lose him to IR all year. So now their their depth is being questioned in a bad offensive line. And
1: I'm pretty sure Burrow broke his esophagus. So that's well, an I issue. Know, yeah, practice
3: uh, yesterday. I don't even. Yep. Yeah. Was I don't quiet. even know what the hell that I, I, is I, all
4: about. I yeah. I don't. But how does he? I mean, it's going to be hard for him to communicate in a crowd in a dome. A
3: lot of hand signals this week because yesterday's practice—they uh, they did uh, uh, was reported that. Uh, practice was was very quiet. Well, and, and uh, plus you know, they had the, to do everything with hand signals. Here, Dan so. Campbell has yeah.
1: restored the roar at Ford yeah, Field. There you go. Uh, to Michael's point, as far as defenses, uh, NFL opponent third down conversion percentage. So the top two teams, Carolina, ridiculous, 25%. hmm Conversion percentage against on defense. You mentioned Detroit's two, mostly because first and second down is very profitable for the opponents. But Michael, do you know the two worst teams? And these are astronomical numbers. The two worst defenses is on third down this year.
4: I would say Kansas City and Washington.
1: Washington is second from the bottom. They're giving, they're giving up 50, a little over 56% on third downs. Miami is dead last, yeah. 57.14 on third downs defensively.
4: Look, Miami's numbers, you know, and I run them every week, and, and you look at the numbers, and that's like Vinny, you know, how does people come up with their power rankings? They, they put together a bunch of numbers, right? So, you know, that it, it comes not from sight. It comes from data, and then you obviously factor in some things, and intangibles, coaching staff. Certainly the quarterback rating has to play into play. But Miami's numbers – I mean, they are 25, 25th in quarterback hits. They get yards per attempt defensively. They're 23rd. I mean, red zone offense, they're 19th. I mean, DVOA, they're 20th. Defense overall, they're 30th. Offensive rating, they're 20. There's nothing good about Miami's team, statistically. And it isn't like they've played this incredibly difficult schedule. I mean, they played Buffalo. Yeah, that's a hard game. You know, and, they, and, and they've come back and, okay, yeah, they play Tennessee. You know, they lose that game. I mean, they played Indy. I'm sorry, and 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 you know, it's like they can't move the ball. They played the Raiders. They couldn't move the ball. They got them into overtime. I, I I mean, besides the Bucks and the Bills, they really haven't played a dominant quarterback. And the Bucks, the Bills scored. The Bills scored 35 against them, and the Bucks scored 45.
3: The uh, the other thing about this game too is to that point, I'm talking about the uh, the Dolphins-Jags game. Uh, this total has, is, has gone up a couple of points, up to 47. You up uh, 45? 45. 45, 45 and a half. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think we're going to, you know, I think the consensus is that, uh, you know, this game is going to have points scored uh, in it by both teams, and uh, we're going to need the under in this game.
1: Well, sure. it's 250-250, Michael. Uh, Urban wants yeah. the team to rush for yeah. 250 and throw for 250. No doubt. That's I mean, the it's, you know,
4: there's only 45 teams. Uh, there's only, four, only 48 teams in the history of the NFL that have achieved 250 yards rushing and passing. But, you know, that's what, that's what Urban Vinny would like his team to do on a regular basis.
1: If not the Think Jags, about how why? dumb that
4: statement is. <laughs> Think about how dumb that statement is. <laughs> Think about how he's unprepared to really. I mean, he just made a statement that just makes him look unprepared.
1: Yeah, but he's a huge fan of John Gruden right now, Urban Meyer. He loves, he loves a deflection. Speaking of John Gruden. Yes. Take us behind the book and how moving forward for the better, the impact of Gruden out. Uh, We have to at least point to one thing he does well. And Michael, you do talk about it. He calls a good game. So will there yep. be, obviously it was a team that wasn't prepared. All the information was known by the Raiders on Friday. So this Sunday we saw just a dreadful performance against the bears here in town.
3: Yeah. I think when you look at the, uh, the Raider performance last week, it had to be a distraction right. Uh, within, uh, within the, uh, the locker room, um, you know, this game this week, we did open it three. And again, this was on Monday. So he leaves the team the following day, uh, up to three and a half, but not a lot. I think there's kind of a wait and see approach right now by the betters. And also, we can't just overreact, right? You've got to give this uh, opportunity to the, uh, the, the entire staff, to the players, to see how they respond. So um, I think, but it's, it's, it's a different dynamic with the Raiders now, obviously, with the controversy. Um, but there's a lot of teams now through five weeks, I think we're going to start seeing their, who they are, right? Their identity is going to start to show uh, within a, you know, a, a shortened preseason uh, but they've had plenty of time to, you know, to get things going now, and and I think teams are starting to identify themselves, and and then also who's going to be able to rebound uh, off a poor start? Are the Colts that team? Let's face it. A couple of years ago, a few years ago, they I think they started 0 and five, and they wound up going like nine and one, or one and one and five. Something, but but they turned things around. Who's going to be able to turn things around, and who maybe will regress? Uh, so right now, before we overreact. Uh, just a half point adjustment to, to the Broncos, and uh, we'll see how the uh, the betters handle it. There'll still be plenty of support here in Las Vegas for the Raiders, as there is every week, because the fan their backers are gonna uh, they're not gonna bet against them.
4: And that number, I, right, I was really disappointed and with Denver. I was disappointed yeah. with Denver and Pittsburgh. I mean, Fuller got toasted. They got a bad pass interference call, which I didn't think was, but they didn't stop the run. I mean, they didn't stop the run. And if the Raiders can run the ball. Uh, it, it'll be a hard day for them. I mean, mm-hmm. and that Teddy Bridgewater had a chance to tie the game. or I mean, they was going to get a two-point play, too. But I was really disappointed with Denver last week in Pittsburgh. That was a team, the game, they should have been the better team. They weren't.
1: Have you jumped past three in New England with Dallas laying it? Did you open two or are you up to three and a half? No, Cowboys opened four.
3: Now you guys open four, open four, and uh, they took the four, and it's down to three. And it's a
1: half, not. So now. you mm-hmm. four open with four with Dallas, and you're down to three and a down half. Down to three and a okay. half here at South Point. Well, we're gonna touch on that game next, Vinny. Yeah. Thank you. Always good. Who are you gonna you Vinny, need tonight? Thank you so
3: much. Uh, we're, we're just gonna need uh, the game not to fall Buccaneers by seven. That's what we're okay. gonna need. All
4: right. Good answer, Vinny no. Malulo at v Vinny. Vinny. The Eagle fans have it handled. Don't worry, they got it. <laughs> if we continue,
1: it's the Lombardi Line.